know. I don't yeah. know at all. Oh, hey guys. Welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Dan and Colin back after uh, our, our quick hiatus last week because uh, Colin was down at the fest playing music. How was that, Colin? Was it fun? It was. Florida. It was, it was, yeah, it was great. Gainesville is a very interesting town. Um, it's it's very, I don't know, it's, it's very Florida, but it doesn't feel very Florida at the same time. You would actually, if you didn't know any better, you wouldn't even know that the University of Florida was in the town itself. It does feel college-like, but it's like, I don't know, it's different. And it wasn't super hot either because it's northern Florida. So um, it was cool. It was a good time. It was good to play. Good to see a lot of good bands. Uh, had a sweet Airbnb a little outside of town. Um, just good to get away for a little bit. Nice. Gainesville it. Rock City, as they call it. Yeah, it was, it was the first time that uh, I ever saw someone wearing my band's T-shirt who I didn't know walking around. So that was That's cool. cool. That's, That's cool. cool. That's cool. That's really I like cool. that for you. Yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, Dan and I were on dad duty, Halloween and whatnot. Yeah, how was oh, yeah. that? Did you get lots of candy, Dan? No, it was ultra unsuccessful. Uh, they have, like, this area of our town where they, like, send everyone to go. It's got, like, a police presence, and they block off the streets so no cars go down. And it's just you know, heaving with people. And the second we down, got down there, Max got psyched out and refused to get out of, uh, he wasn't in his, uh, in, in the stroller, but he got in it and refused to get out for the rest of the time. So we just watched people get candy the entire time. Oh, oh. wow. What was he yeah. down to? Yeah. Yeah. What did he dress as? He was a fire truck. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's a good costume. I like the truck, not a fireman, a fire truck. No, we, he was a fire truck and Charlie was a garbage truck. And that there were two nice. trucks. Yeah, two trucks. Yeah, we went to Park Slope. Uh, Riley dressed as a cat, and we got a load of candy, and it was fun. We drank some craft beer and uh, prayed it around Brooklyn. It's so nice. Riley, you let Park Riley Slope, drink, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just pounding beers, uh, <laughs> punching kids in the face, stealing their candy. <laughs> it was a very proud father moment for me. Street tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, as usual, guys. Um, oh wait, you know what? I, I'm not going to do this today because uh, don't go on Twitter anymore. So don't follow us on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, delete your account. Uh, but do download the DraftKings app and use promo code TPPN. And uh, you can follow Big Blue United on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, we're still figuring out what we're, what's going on with us. But hey, anyway, um, since we missed last week, we got a bunch of things to cover. We'll, we'll hit the Seahawks game uh, briefly. But the first thing I really want to bring up is, is the Kadarius-Tony trade. Um, Tony was traded to the Kansas City Chiefs for a compensatory third-round pick and a sixth. Um Something that we called a while ago, I think, was that Tony would never be in a Giants uniform again after his last injury, and uh, we were correct about that. So um, big pat in the back for all of uh, the Big Blue United listeners and us for that great prognostication. But, Colin, I want to know, how do you feel right now knowing that he's gone? Um, I, uh, I don't want to say I could care less. I'm happy he's gone because it's clear that he wasn't fitting with whatever the vision that Dable and company had. Uh, if he had, he'd still be here. And fairly clear in retrospect, especially considering he played this last Sunday, uh, he's been fairly healthy for a couple of weeks now. And I just think they were just done with him. So I know that sounds like, you know, Old old school throwback. Oh, if you're if you're not part of the, the the system, then you can get out. But like, 
kind of yeah that that's that's really it right now and if, if he wasn't like buying in why do we need him i don't care how I took our jobs well i mean he's talented and he's he's probably going to be a pretty decent wide receiver if he stays healthy but if he is as big of a moron as we seem to to hear he actually is then i'm okay with him not being around i don't even want to be around anymore <laughs> nice that's a good reference. uh i mean it's hard to lose somebody with that skill set at, at a position of, of really of need right now for the Giants. So I think it is tough just in terms of like what his potential could have been. But like you said, Colin, you know, the medical staff said, you know, he was healthy. They gave him MRIs. He passed everyone and that he was just milking his injuries and that it was all up here. So, I mean, my my friend in the Giants medical office wanted tried to make a point to me that he was damaged goods from Florida State, or was it Florida or Florida State? Florida. Florida. Um, Gainesville. And Florida. Anyway, but before he got in the league, and that Dave Gettleman was the one who not doing his due diligence, and he should be really the one to, to be blamed for this. And, I mean, I, I tend to agree. And I think if, if you look at the overall picture here, I think Tony didn't want to play. You get two picks for him. That's fine. He was never going to be a giant. Take what you can get. And if, and if you really, like, think about it, you know, that trade down turned into Neil and Thibodeau. So you come out of two drafts with, you know, two big talents at two positions in need. Yes, of course, you would have wanted to be three players at wide receiver two, which is a big position in need. But I think in the grand scheme of this team, a rebuilding team, um, losing him isn't that big of a deal. I think the Giants did get value in the draft, regardless of whether or not he's back or isn't, or he's on the team or isn't at this point. So um, the only reason he was on the team was because uh, – Gettleman wanted Devonta Smith and the Eagles picked him before the Giants did. That's it. So just be happy we got what we got at this point with Gettleman in charge at the time. Yeah. Terrible. Dan, what, what do you think? What are you feeling? Anything else? I mean, all bad things come back to the same guy. It's a, it's, it's a symbiotic, perfect uh, relationship we had uh, that started the day we hired Dave Gettleman. Um, as far as Tony, like he was, I think I've said it in the preseason, like the thing I was most excited about watching um, this season, but it became clear that it was something extracurricular outside of football that prevented him from playing. The Giants are probably have the worst wide receiving core in the NFL. I think, I don't think that's even close to an argument um, outside of the bears. Well, the bears got Claypool in free agency. So now, you know, they're better. Um, and I would argue Darnell Mooney's probably better than anyone else on the Giants too. Um, but uh, if anyone, if there wasn't an injury and he wasn't sort of a, a wacky dude, he would have been playing and he would have been, you know, playing well. I, I, the talent is obvious. It's going to be bitter pill to swallow if he ever gets his stuff together at, at Kansas City because I think, you know, I can't think of a better environment for a player of that skill set. Um, but I think, you know, it's a it's a pretty big, you know, coup to get a third round pick, you know, a top hundred pick potential probably, um, for essentially a zero on our on our roster. Um, so that enables us to have a little freedom next year's draft, package stuff to move up if we have to, um, or also find value. And I think you, there's a lot of value with a, a late third round pick like this might be. So. Um, a bummer, but I think we got the best case scenario out of it. And again, uh, instills faith in Joe Shane, Brian Dable, um, 
and that they have a, a plan that they're sticking to and that they didn't go splash cash needlessly uh, in a sort of, you know, season. I think they realized that we're, we're rebuilding a platform for despite all the winning we've been doing. And regardless of how this season ends, the draft looks pretty good for the amount of uh, capital that we have going into it. So it's just only something to look forward to. Yeah. I heard, I heard wide receivers in this draft aren't particularly uh, noteworthy or at least compared to previous drafts, but um, I think that's, that's sort of, you don't need a first round wide receiver this year. I think if we did that, that might be a little bit too much, but uh, yeah. you know, I'm sure there's, there's value to be found in, in the second, third, fourth, fourth rounds at wide receiver. Um, and we just, got the guy to find it. Yeah. Having flexibility with this new uh, front office is going to be cool. Yeah. I feel like every year that, you know, the, the wide receiver groups get more and more deep in the draft, similar to kind of how running backs are. Obviously those top tier guys are, are kind of separate, but I think you, you're right Dan, that you can find value in the later rounds, especially nowadays, it seems easier anyway. Someone's but, always uh, emerging. Yeah, exactly. But um, speaking more about things happening around the trade deadline, I know there's a lot of talk about the giants trading for a number one wide receiver, which they did not do. Um, Dan, what were your thoughts there? And did you think the Giants should have gone out and got someone? Or were you happy with the decision that Shane made? Um, I'm pretty much happy. Who who are we really looking at? Looking at Chase Claypool, um, which has some interesting upside, right? He's he's big and fast. Um, but the, he ended up, you know, taking what a second rounder and uh, what another late round pick. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, like, I, I think, again, it was it was a, a real reflection of, of valuing draft picks and, and knowing what we are um, and identifying the players that we have on the current roster. Um, who else was that? Who are the young players? Jerry Judy didn't go anywhere. I don't think anyone else, any wide receiver notable went anywhere, if I can recall, way back to last week. Um, so I'm OK with it. I, I, again, I think this under underlies the fact that Joe Shane's got a very specific way he operates you know they went and, and got um Hodges who we'll talk about in a second who is someone I never heard of before um which means you know we're not going to tie up any money that we don't absolutely have to this year especially when we have a lot of guys that we want to resign next year and you know for, to long-term contracts and we'll talk about that as well as I'm assuming nah we're not going to talk about anything else <laughs> this is it yeah um, I mean, I, I think, I think going back to, you know, the giants, despite being six and two are, are still definitely a rebuilding team. I mean, if you really look at the roster, there's a million holes in it. I think there's really only two guys who are really foundational building blocks in this team at this moment in Thomas and Dexter Lawrence on both either side of the ball there. I think for a team with, you know, you're going to need a cornerback linebacker, trio, line tight end, maybe running back, maybe quarterback you can't really be giving up draft equity with a roster this bad. And and I think that even and the Giants are also, you know, in a really tough place salary cap wise, would have to restructure deals, kick those down the road, which I know Shane said was kind of like something he never really wanted to do. And if we look forward to next year, Giants are going to have 54 million in cap space, which is fourth most in the league. Another year in 2024, they'll have 172 million projected, which will be mm-hmm. second in the league. So I feel like if Shane and Dable have done this, and, and gotten this accomplished with bringing in kind of, you know, the dredges of free agency when they actually do have, you know, the money to spend next year, they're really going to be able to fill these holes in the roster and, you know, not giving up the draft capital as well. We've seen that they've already had a lot of contributors in their rookie seasons from their first draft. So I think just keeping your draft capital, keeping your, 
checkbook clear as much as you can. It's a, it's a decision for long-term success and not just, you know, jumping on, you know, your fire that you have now. I think, you know, this, they're always thinking ahead and, you know, I've seen people on Twitter saying that Shane is worse than Dave Gettleman for not, you know, going out and getting a wide receiver. So, I mean, there's a lot of contention, I guess, but I think this is the right choice and it has to be done this way for long-term success. I I love when the, the, the morons come out of the woodwork and just, just expose themselves like that. It's wonderful. It's so obvious when you see that it's like, come on guys, we're six and two with house money right now. Who cares about no right to have this record right now? Exactly. (laughs) So like, Losing against the Seahawks, uh, yeah, it's Geno Smith. That kind of sucks, but whatever. Geno's playing like a top quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he's playing great, and I'm happy for him. I think it's cool to see him like go from the the scrap heap to to maturing enough to lead a team and making uh, you know this uh, Seattle uh, front office and Pete Carroll look like geniuses when they got rid of the moron in Denver. So it's yeah. you know a lot of morons. Yeah, I, I think I think also taking like a macro view of this, if you look at what happened in Buffalo, this is pretty similar uh, into what they did with that roster when they inherited it up there. They got rid of all onerous contracts, basically started from scratch. I think that season when they were dumping everyone, they had like a surprise win at the end of the season that sort of messed up their draft, <laughs> their draft mm-hmm. pick because, uh, you know, they were still like identifying people and had like good foundation in place. But Five years later, they're arguably the best team in the NFL, despite losing to the Jets this week. I don't even um, think it's arguably. I think they're, they're the be- definitely the best team in the NFL. Yeah. Kansas City looks pretty good. Yeah, Miami's looking pretty good. Um, but I'll still give yeah. it to Buffalo. But yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I, yeah, yeah. It's it's not as clear cut as I think it was a week ago. It's true. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, to look, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I mean, looking at adding receivers, um, we did, we did, you know, you just mentioned Isaiah Hodgins, um, played for the Bills. shocker. I think the number one thing that everyone was talking about him is that he didn't really drop any passes in college. Um, he has pretty much no pro experience, very little production, <laughs> but Hey, I mean, you're going to see him playing sooner than later because yep, that's how yeah. bad this, uh, this unit is. I mean, I don't know if you guys have much to say about him other than I hope he can get open and use those hands to catch did, balls. That would did be we see, uh, did we see what number? He was uh, given. I have not been paying attention to that necessarily. I'm going to look it up for the hell of it. Look it up, Colin. But I want to. I do want to mention Odell as well. Um, yeah. I think that a lot of people are talking about Odell. I mean, obviously he's he was a great talent. Uh, maybe he still is after a, a second ACL surgery. And you know, I was talking to my friend who's a doctor. He said that he thought or what he had heard was that Odell's first ACL surgery was not done well. He said that he doesn't think Odell will ever play again. I can't imagine that would be the scenario. Someone's going to give him a shot on a one-year deal, um, prove it, something like that. I don't see why it can't be the Giants. That being said, it's not going to happen this season. He tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. It's going to take over a year for him to come back. So, I mean, maybe you look to that next year, but that's not the immediate help that people think is coming to this team. And he's going to pop in and be his old self and, you know, really make an impact this year, whether it's with the Giants or anybody else. That being said, you know, do you guys would you guys like to see him back at some point on this team? I I would I'd love it. I think it would be great. I mean, you, you saw him hanging out with his uh, good buddy Sterling Shepard this last week. Yeah, pretty cool to see. He's still tight with a lot of people. I think there's a redemption song to be to be played, and and uh, 
It would be cool. I mean, he's mentioned it himself. You, you can tell he's playing his cards. He's throwing it all out there. There was some interview. I forgot what it was on, but it's, it's either out or is going to be out soon where he was kind of listing the teams that he was thinking about and, and the kind of scenarios of it. And he said a reunion with the giants. And like, I think he's just, he's putting it into the collective consciousness and making everybody think about him again, which is he's playing his cards to get himself in a situation uh, one way or the other. And it's clear he wouldn't say no to the opportunity because it's possible he might not have a lot of options until he can prove that that knee is, is completely good to go again. So I think he'd be happy being signed by anyone. That being said, I saw someone saying that the Cowboys were a possibility and that would break my heart. I don't think I could see that. That would be unacceptable. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I wouldn't be a fan of that at all. No. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys know that I'd be pumped for him to, to join. I don't know that it makes sense this year again, given what we've seen from front office, but uh, a homecoming would be sweet, especially if it's a favorable contract. I think uh, you could look to the Rams to see what ha- see the effect Odell Beckham, a healthy Odell Beckham had on that team. Mm-hmm. The Rams offense could be the, <laughs> the worst offense in the NFL right now. How, um, How did that happen? Because their entire offense is Cooper Cup, and Cooper Cup can't do everything if he's the only thing that other defenses are focusing on. You're seeing how much attention Odell Beck, uh, uh, you know, garnered from other defenses. Yeah. Um, I mean, Skoranek needs to step up, man. Skoranek. Yeah, yeah, Skoranek. Yeah, has got a lot of Odell potential for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, th- Don't I they think Alan Robinson now too. Alan Robinson's washed, Does he just man. disappeared. He's been washed wow. for years. Wow. Um, Van Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, there's a significant you know, gap between the, the talent levels of, of those guys and Odell Beckham, which is, which is clear. Uh, I think he's been saying all like the stuff you want to hear as a Giants fan. Um, just about, I was like, you know, whatever along lines with his hearts with New York. So hmm. that's got to make you feel good. Uh, and Kathy Hart wears an Odell Beckham Jersey, I think, you know, regularly, which also bodes well. <laughs> um, but if he comes back, that'd be great. I, I, again, I don't think this front office is going to do anything that would be like insane to get him. Um, and I don't think getting him this year is in the cards. Yeah. Um, he won't be healthy. Like, I don't even get people mentioning him coming this year. He He's definitely not going to pass a physical until, no. you know, probably eight months from now at the earliest. I mean, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Dan, uh, Dan's glitching out on me a little bit. Well, I think we should, we should let him, I mean, he's put himself in the news and people are going to talk about it because it's him, but I, I think we're wasting our breath by by giving him the time of day until it's like I said, it's it's clear that he can he can run on it and play again. So, yeah. well, I think uh, do we mention Isaiah Hodges' uh, size? By the way, well, he's six three two oh one or something like that. I see six four two ten. Nice. Sounds like Kenny Galladay's a uh, replacement is here. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't have a number yet. He it's not on the website, so we'll see. Yeah. Well, hopefully he'll he'll like get on the roster. Hey, he'll, <laughs> well, be, playing, he'll be playing on Sunday, I'm sure. Yeah. See him well, they they, they said he was like a, a preseason darling. Yeah, uh, he had you know. he had some like interesting catches uh, in in preseason. I saw one. I was like one over the shoulder catch. He looked pretty yeah. good. Like who knows if he can do that again? I saw a clip of him toasting Darnay Holmes from college. Nice. Um, so not not that that means much, but what college did he go to? He's he's a Beaver. 
Oregon State. Oh, interesting. Beeves. Nice beeves. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Your kicker's lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. The stakes are high and the tension is higher. Your pulse racing. He kicks and you watch as the ball lands. <laughs> Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game, once per game day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet in any football game. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook using promo code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Boom. Um, Guys, I do want to mention something that was funny to me because I know that Dan really liked it. I did text you this too about Saquon Barkley. Um, Oh, yeah. So, Joe Shane... Quote here, Saquon Barkley is a culture guy that fits into everything we asked. He's a captain. He's a very good player in his positions who's having a very good season. So he's a guy we're obviously going to do our due diligence on. We'd like to keep him around here so we can get into contract extensions. Dan, is this your worst nightmare scenario that you've heard for the Giants? I think he's saying get lost, Saquon. And How so? How does that translate? Because he's a culture guy. He's everything we like. He's a running back and we're not going to pay him is what he said. Did you see where he said that part? Uh, well, he, you know what? Do our dil- due diligence on and we'd like to keep him around here so we can talk so we can get into contract extension talks. But you have to. And it says, but you have to remember he's a running back and they don't matter. So we're not going to pay him. Um, <laughs> I think you've got you the full quote. You know, it, that's an interesting thing to bring up, TJ, because. A perfect example is this Kadarius Tony character who's no longer on the team. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you're a raving moron jerk, you can't be on the team. However, if you have a lot of talent and you're a culture guy, that's good for the team. There needs to be somewhere in between. I mean, you don't have to be a jerk, but like the... the, the Are you doing the a Bronx tale right now? What? <laughs> you know that line from a Bronx Tale: "The worst, the worst thing ever is wasted talent." Well, well, yeah, it's it's that's a good point, actually. A little a little Chaz Palmieri action. Um, it yeah, like there's a lot to be said about the locker room guy and that kind of crap. And the Giants have leaned into that more in the past when it didn't mean anything. But he's unfortunately a running back and a very good dude who actually cares about this team. And the fact that he's a running back doesn't help his cause at all. And I think that Shane is saying the things that the giant fan and the media want to hear without giving his, his uh, showing his cards. So Dan, I think you're onto something. I think he has no problem letting this guy walk by any means. I think he'd want to get something for him, but I think he recognizes he's good for the team. He's good for the team this year. And he's probably good for the, the team in the long term, as long as it makes sense money-wise. What 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 number do you want him back at, if that number exists? Well, what's like a good example of a running back that's done fairly well, that has a decent contract that's not killing their team? Like, who would be that guy? At this point. I mean, probably like you're looking at maybe like Joe Mixon, who is around like the franchise area, which is twelve and a half million. Um, that yeah. seems like 
okay to me. I don't think that's going to happen. I think if Saquon manages to make it through the season healthy-wise, I think he's going to command a lot more money than that. Um, I know I mentioned uh, Christian McCaffrey, $16.5 million. I think you're looking somewhere in that ballpark. I think even if you know people think he might want to do a hometown discount, which I'm not necessarily sure of. I don't think anybody can be sure of that. I mean, but what is that number then? Is that $14, $15 million? I think that's still more money that, you know, like we mentioned before, there's holes. I think you take that money, you put it into your interior offensive line, and then you look. I mean, okay, we're playing Houston this week. Damon Pierce was picked in the fourth round. He's seventh overall in rushing. Saquon is third overall in rushing. Uh, he's making $1.2 million a year. Not to say that, you know, that's necessarily like a super easy guy to find, but I think, you know, this sort of thing has been happening more often. I think even, you know, Seahawks, Kenneth Walker, you know, he was a second round pick, so it's a little bit uh, more draft equity than maybe you'd like to put into a running back. But again, low salary guy, you can have a rookie deal for four or five years, and then you move on. I just don't think that putting money into Saquon, which he's going to command and will get somewhere else, is necessary for the Giants' success in the future. I think I think you're right, Dan. I think Shane uh, has some more sense than that. I, yeah. it, I think it's possible that Saquon will take a little bit of a discount to stick around, but I don't think it's going to be much. That's what I'm saying, but though, what's a little bit? $14 million? Yeah, That's probably. That's too much. You know. Probably. I think I think the franchise tag number is is kind of where you might land on him next year for a long term deal if you're the Giants if you're if if I'm Joe Shane which I'm not but I'm not quite as handsome yeah it's better looking. but that's that's yeah. the question I think think we brought up a couple of weeks ago you, you franchise uh, I mean if he continues on doing decent like he's been doing. Jones gets the franchise, or does Saquon get the franchise? That's, you could do transition tag too. There's actually two options. That's which, uh, a, actually that's a great point for both of them because I don't even think of anyone else on the roster that would command either of those situations. Not at all. I think you re-sign Dexter Lawrence to a long-term deal. I think that's that's beyond obvious. And then I think you can probably, I think you franchise Saquon, you transition Jones because I think there's not going to be people out there who are going to pay to match Jones's salary because I just don't think that he's an option that teams are going to look at for that, that yeah. number. Um, and then, you know, I think, I think they've both earned another, another year, Saquon specifically, but I just, you know, don't see future long-term success and, you know, bear putting Saquon in a four-year deal for $14 million a year. And then, you know, he's probably going to end up getting hurt again at some point in the duration of that contract. You, Thank you for bringing judging up on his history. Yeah. Dexter Lawrence, because apparently that was the hard no on the trade call that yeah. Shane received. Uh, I mean, who, who knows if that's actually the case, but it seems to be that's what people believe is that people were calling about him and he was just like, go to hell, basically. So <laughs> that it's that's good. I, I like hearing that because it's just nice to just fathom the idea of, of, of keeping an all pro defensive tackle more than four years before he goes to the Vikings. I think that's a nice thing. <laughs> Lin- Linval Joseph is still good, by the way. Is he's he? still top 10. He's still top 10 interior good. D line. Good. And I saw that, uh, that, uh, Jonathan Hankins is on the Cowboys now, which pisses me off. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I don't like that even a little bit. No, that and does guys- happen a lot though. Guys, you know, go to a division rival because they know a lot about them. Mm. I'm sorry, Dan. What were you going to say? I was going to say, as far as this, you know, salary cap and, and Saquon, we also have to save money to re-sign Richie James, uh, who will be a free agent <laughs> at the end of 2023. He's, sure. he's going to be a free agent probably in a couple <laughs> days from now. Uh, you know what? He's, he's, had a, he's, done, he's worked hard for us this year. You can give him that, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely get into get sure. into some Richie James talk in a little bit. Um, 
I do. I we should mention Xavier McKinney briefly. Um, hurt his hand in an ATV accident on the bye week. All, the only thing I want to say about this is Bobby Skinner had a tweet today, and it was something along the lines of this: "The only time I've hurt myself on an ATV was when I was doing dumb shit on one, and I've done a lot of dumb shit on an ATV." <laughs> so he knows. So basically. I think it's worse than they're making it out to be. I think McKinney actually really hurt his hand. I know, and I think he's broken. I think, I think you won't see him for a few weeks. Ben will come back with a club at some point. I put the club on him now and get him out there. I don't care. Mm. I just think it's funny, you know. I, I it re- reminded me of like the when Marcus Mariota got drafted and they like tried to put in a clause in his contract where he like wouldn't go surfing. <laughs> really? Or like when Big Ben signed his extension that said he couldn't ride a motorcycle because he almost killed himself that, that, that one I time. Yeah. So, you know, I guess Xavier McKinney didn't have the uh, no ATV clause in his contract. Yeah. You saw the picture of uh, of uh, Jihad Ward doing wheelies on, on the ATV as well. That was another Bobby Skinner tweet. He's like, don't look at Jihad Ward's Instagram. I was like, well, I better do it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like I mean, I get it, guys. Like you have a you have a bye week. You guys are working hard since the beginning of the summer, but like, try to not be the dumbest people on the planet at the same time. Try it. You're six and two. Ride this, not ride an ATV until you're dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, why don't you just go hang out with some supermodels on the beach for a week and then come back, yeah. feel refreshed. Yeah. Go stand in a go stand in the bow of a boat with your your shirt off. <laughs> Don't do that, please. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Invite Odell too. Yeah, exactly. there you go. Yeah. Oh, it's reverse. We can reverse it. Have the yeah. boat trip again, and then we keep winning. Yeah. Reverse Br- boat. Bring trip. Dave's though. He has to take his shirt off. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the world needs to see that. Yeah. I, I want Dave's to be the the new belly boy. Me too. Oh I, yeah. yeah. Glad to see him back in the Giants uniform. Have you seen video of him from like early on in his NFL career when he's a skinny man? Brian Dable? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, I watched some young Dable footage. It's great. It's like, that is the same man. I can't believe this. When he was on the Browns, it was like a completely different character. Your health deteriorates as you devote yourself to uh, football, watching film. The more more uh, long night's sleep you get on a couch in an office, I guess that ends up happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Speaking of belly boys, oh yeah, oh yeah, go Dan Nick Gates, Shane Lemieux, Shane Lemieux. What about Shane Lemieux? I, I, You're I activating him off the IR. IR. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Just shouting him out. Good. Got some toe issues. Couldn't but... have been a better time, really. I think yeah. the the Giants need some help on the inside, like with Evan Neal being out, especially. Um, even though he has had his struggles this year, but I think he was starting to turn a little bit of a sure. corner before he got hurt. What's his timeline? Do we know? Evan Neal, I'm not positive, man. I don't even really um, know if it was a sprained sprained MCL. Was that what happened? Her feelings? I, I think it was feelings. Yeah. Sprained mustache. <laughs> <laughs> does he have a mustache? <laughs> no, he does not have a mustache. Ah, well, then he can't sprain it. That's uh, why he got a sprain. Three to four weeks with knee injury. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, I do. Speaking of injuries, the MetLife field is often the cause of these injuries and, and heavily lamented. But I have some insider information from an anonymous source. Um, that's all you need right now to report on something. So I am that the giants are currently under some sort of contract, but they're with their field provider. I don't know how that works out, but uh, I didn't ask a lot of questions because I was getting this information and Big just turf. nodding my head. Yeah. Um, Big turf. So apparently after 
the 2024 season, the Giants will be removing the MetLife turf and changing the playing surface to presumably grass. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> what about the Jets? Do they still get turf? Yeah, they deal with grass. They grass and turf out in between <laughs> games. Um, but apparently this is a heavy push from the Giants medical staff to the front office to make this change to ownership. So um, Giants are currently second in the league, second in the league with most injuries. And, you know, that turf has, I think, been notorious around the league for being a season ender for a long time. So if this does come to fruition, which I'm fairly certain it will, I think this is a huge win for everybody in the, in not just for the Giants and Jets, but for the whole league. I, I think realistically, because of the, the cheap, uh, the cheap factor of the Johnsons, Maras, and Tishes, and what have you, um, you'll probably see a hybrid situation, which is a new revolutionary grass management kind of thing where they're actually threading fake stuff with real grass. Uh, so it'll probably be something along those lines. At least it's better than whatever <laughs> garbage they have now. It'll be a new way to cause unnecessary injuries. It'll yeah. Be- <laughs> Even worse. No, no. Apparently, that that's like that's the wave of the future. That's what a lot of uh, a even, future of uh, more ACL injuries. Well, it's like Premier League teams are starting to use that kind of stuff too. So I think they're looking at they're looking internationally to see what uh, does it does it hurt less when you flop as well? I I think so. That's why the Premier League uses it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, there's not flops. It's dives. Man, some of those soccer dives, flops, whatever you want to call it, are really pathetic. I mean, yes, it's they are. Bad. Yeah. I agree. Um, but when it, it's an art form when you do it well, though. So. Oh, uh, I did. I did want to congratulate who won the MLS Cup. I forgot. Uh, LAFC. And it was an okay, incredible so game. They beat Philadelphia Union on the same day. The Philadelphia Phillies lost the World Series. So it feels great. It's first the first city to lose two championships on the same day. It's great. And it couldn't happen to worse people. <laughs> Bunch of Johns. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here with that John stuff, whatever that John. means. Go drink a glass of water. <laughs> it was good. Um, it was an incredible game. It went into uh, penalty kicks. It was like 127 minutes or something of the game. It was wild. It was it was pretty great. Where do they where do they have the MLS Cup? Oh, it's it's uh, whoever has the the highest. Cheese? Um, Did you say Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese, you're a dope. You know, you're a real dope. Uh, it was it was in L.A. Okay, okay, that's cool. That's at cool. a soccer field. Um, yeah, that therapy. On, a, on at, the pitch. On, at L.A.'s stadium. Uh, okay, I figured they'd have it, have it at, like, someplace bigger so you could, like, fit They used to have neutral and... sites, and then they, they made it a, a kind of thing, like, where you earn your home field advantage if you have a better record going into the playoffs. I, I do like that. Um, yeah. That is interesting. Similar to like, I feel like, wasn't there an MLB thing for a while that the team that won the all-star game, you know, yeah. got to have more home games yeah. or something like that. Um, anyway, um, F the Eagles and all affiliates of them. Yeah. Uh, on to, I know we didn't do last week, so we didn't get a chance to talk about the Seahawks. That being said, I think, you know, it's, it's a little bit past maybe the expiration date of talking about this game, but I still want to give our thoughts a little bit overall. Um, what do you guys, what were you guys feelings about this game? I mean, Giants go down to six and two. Didn't look great. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Dan? I mean, it's, I think it colored by what we saw this week with um, Seattle as well. Uh, I think they're a better team, but I think the Giants were also in the game for the majority of it until the fourth quarter, until late in the fourth quarter. Um, 
when when there's a Tyler Lockett touchdown and then Kenneth Walker touchdown, um, we sort of kicked ourselves in the shit. What kicked ourselves in the butt? Shot yourself. In shot the ourselves foot. in the shit foot. Yeah, um, we didn't, but <laughs> <laughs> Reggie James did it. Um, Reggie James. Reggie James. What's his name? Ricky James. Ricky James. Richie James. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I thought I thought they played pretty well, um, given that we had no passing game and um, and had a, a formidable offense to to try to lock up. Um, uh, one thing that popped off the screen to me was Tom and Fox. I thought he had yeah, an excellent he game. Yeah, um, great. You know, I think we we shot him out in the preseason as an interesting like undrafted free agent. But again, like a, a big guy, an edge guy, six six three, two sixty. What? And then I like I checked the box score, and it, he actually did have a really good game. He had eight total sacks, six solo, um, and two for a loss. Uh, I think he was third highest rated defender on PFF, and, and, and yeah. arguably the worst jersey number in sports. What is it? Forty nine. Yeah, it's uh, not a great. Whatever. And him and uh, him and Micah McFadden were were the were two of the highest rated rookies. Uh, that week, which is just cool. Um, So it's it's nice to see people like that step up. Um, I don't know. I I, I wasn't hating it. I I feel like it was, you know, we should have lost that game, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think it was kind of coming, uh, especially with the West coast trip. Uh, That's always a tough one for East coast based teams for whatever reason, the travel, what have you. But um and a depleted team with hardly any talent. I think that's, it's all going to come to a head eventually and couldn't have come at a better time. I mean, the bye week uh, it's a good point to get some, someone back. I mean, Lemieux is coming back hopefully. And like, we'll see him playing sooner and later the game itself. I mean, I wasn't as disappointed as I would have been in the past because Again, with the house money situation, um, Geno Smith looked great. He's efficient as all hell. Uh, they have a pretty decent team. And I don't know. It, did you guys notice the look on Dable's face a lot of the time? Like he was smiling. Did you notice that? Like he, like he was incredulous or something. Like uh, not that he was pissed off. It was almost just like, well, well, I guess this was going to happen eventually. I mean, yeah, it's good. I know that what you're trying to get at, like sort of just like a, yeah, like, Kinda, like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Th- this is this is where it's going here, guys. This uh, is a visual pod. You have to check us out on YouTube in order to see the faces Colin and I just made. <laughs> yep. Now that DraftKings is uh paying us for YouTube views, uh, we can start promoting the YouTube videos more. <laughs> there we yeah, go. and if you can't, if you never checked it out, we're all shredded, ripped, and don't wear shirts during the podcast. So <laughs> oh, yeah. come check it that's out. Right. Check out. That, that's what that's what the six guys that listen to this podcast want to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve, Steve, Steve definitely yeah. loves that aspect of things. I like um, that. TJ. What do you what did you think about the game? What did it make you feel? But well, it made me feel like um, that this is the team the Giants are, and they basically played the same game that they played all year. Um, being that they were just competitive enough on both sides of the ball to stay in it, and then when you have two gigantic awful turnovers and you are not a team that has a competent offense enough to put up a cushion of points, you will not win the game. So the giants don't have the, you know, luxury of being able to turn the ball over once, let alone two times. And especially on special teams. So 
I think if those two fumbles didn't happen, you might've seen the giants win because it's been close games every year. I think in any other game of the year, if they had turned the ball over um, towards the end, then there probably would have been a similar outcome to this game. Um, you know, I was just really happy to see that Jones is still on his MVP pace, uh, 17 for 31 for 176 yards and no touchdowns. So uh, I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> on Twitter are really happy to see yeah. that, you know, he's still in the runnings um, and that the DraftKings bets for uh, Daniel Jones winning MVP are still going to be super yeah. valid um, coming towards the end of the season. Undeniable force at quarterback. He's he's the best, not only the best passer, but also the best rusher. Like you see Justin Fields this week. Like Daniel Jones could do that if he wanted, right? He could also if he wanted. What actually I was kind of impressed with to go off topic was uh last night with Derek Henry and Derek Henry and Malik Willis, and they were just every other play, like doing the RPO and like Willis going on the outside, Henry running on the inside, yeah. and just the Tennessee's defense had no idea what was going on until they eventually clamped down on it. But it almost beat the Chiefs. Main, yeah. Yeah. The Giants could pull this off too if they did it more often, which they do to a good degree. But and if Joe yeah, Jones is a way better athlete, that too would be helpful. Yeah. Um, positives for me is I thought Slayton had a really good game. I think that he needs to keep that, keep that up if the Giants have any, you know, shot of having any sort of, you know, legitimate passing game moving forward. Um, Tanner Hudson kind of coming in at tight end and making a, a small impact already. And, uh, you know, just want to mention Nick Gates one more time, man. I would just love to see him out there. He barely played, but he's back and I love it. And, and like, let's not forget because we don't have to say his name every week, but Andrew Thomas, again, he's the best left tackle in the NFL right now, period. Hey, it, it, the stats hey, are there. I'd like to think that Joe Shane has already, you know, has his cap salary cap plan for like four years down the road and Dexter Lawrence and Andrew Thomas both being paid the biggest contract in their position in the league is, is part of that. Might be. I think that's what it's going to take at this point. And I think they're both worth it. And they're, you know, having those anchors on, on the defensive and offensive line are huge, man. Agreed. Those are, those are really good value positions. And, you know, big Dave G big DG hit on the draft uh, there, which was great for us. Oh, I'm glad that I the coaching staff now was able to unlock their talent. Uh, apparently, uh, I, I didn't see it myself, but apparently Jason Garrett on the broadcast last night discussed Andrew Thomas and had a little smug kind of like, oh, that's my guy. I, I, I was part of that. Oh you God. did nothing, you moron. But anyway. Go run the most boring offense of all time. Can, do you even know what's, what Dable's doing? No, he has no, no he's idea. Not running, he's not running the stick, so you don't even know. Um, let's jump forward guys. Um, Houston next week. Um, this is Houston. actually an interesting game. Houston, 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 Texas. Houston, oh. Texas. I was trying to As say like a, a rich white guy, Houston, Houston. We don't pronounce you know, like that H sound. Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've not watched and for, for good reason. I've not watched one Texans game. Uh, well, I guess I could have watched last week, but I missed it. Uh, I, I don't know a hell of a lot of what's going to happen. I mean, I, I know they're a running team, like you mentioned. I hardly know that running back. Uh, He's on my fantasy team. That's kind of why I have oh, a little okay. bit more insight into uh, the Texans offense. It's, also from yeah. Gainesville, Gator. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, um, it, I feel like it's going to be one of those games where the talent levels are pretty matched. Uh, it Agreed, seems yeah. that the teams are close like that, so – Hopefully it won't be the most dreadful thing of all time. Maybe it'll even be entertaining. I hard to tell. Oh man, I'm looking at uh, Davis Mills stats versus Daniel Jones. Yeah. Uh, 
he Davis Mills is thrown for uh sixteen thousand uh sixteen hundred and fifty six yards. Daniel Jones is thirteen ninety nine. Davis Mills has ten touchdowns, eight interceptions. Daniel Jones has two touchdowns, uh, six touchdowns, two interceptions. He's only thrown six touchdowns on the year, through, dude. Through ten weeks, that's wild. If he throws twelve touchdowns this season. Gotta give him the biggest contract in the NFL. <laughs> Those are MVP numbers, baby. Twelve cool. touchdowns, man. Wow. Um, actually, you know, you you guys are right. These teams, despite the records, these teams are pretty similarly matched on on paper. I think you have two talent teams wise. with yeah. talent wise. You have two teams with with good to great running offenses, top ten running offenses in the league. Two teams with very bad passing offenses. Two teams with very bad rushing defenses. So I think, you know, it's just going to be a lot of old school football. Um, I think the Giants have a lot of chances to rip off big runs, um, Jones and uh, Saquon. I think, you know, we, we, we I'm inspired by Malik Willis. I hope that um, Kafka is too. I hope they do do a lot of RPO. I think that's going to work really well against uh, a Texas defense, which is really terrible. I think the Giants do have the edge just because their pass defense is, is seems to be far superior. Um, at least that's what the numbers appear like to me. Um, and, and I, I, I think Lovey Smith must uh, have like uh, some dirt on, on the ownership because that guy stinks as a coach. <laughs> he looks like he stinks as a as a human being too. With that, <laughs> that, that, that wizard beard he's got it looks like a homeless look he's got going on. Like the guy that cleans up your bar, huh? Yeah. Oh, I don't, yeah, oh no, Dan, that's yeah. not nice. Um, <laughs> kind of good dude. Um, it, 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 there, there was a guy. I don't know if you guys watched the the World Series at all, but. Uh, there was this guy in Philly and he just had this greasy hair, this long, disgusting beard that looked like he never had like brushed it ever. And I was like, that guy smells like yeah. you just smell him through the TV. That's what I feel about Lovey Smith. I wish I had this guy's yeah. name. We're Philly. under the age of 75. So we didn't watch the World Series. He did. Um, yeah, I think that's exactly how yeah. that goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, when you're at the bar, you just put it on. Yeah, um, I, I- I will say that that the Texans have more yards passing per average per game than the Giants by almost 30 yards a game. Um, we have paced them in rushing. Uh, and their defense, yes, is worse. They allow around 410 yards versus our 356. Mm. Well, you know, I've, you know I, I have a strong feeling about this one, and uh, I think that it will be decided by it's three be a points shootout. or less. Three Davis points Mills or, and Daniel Jones. Three points or less in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. Whoever can throw for 200 yards is going to win. Yeah, if, if whoever quarterback gets two on one and a touchdown, that's that's the one that's going to win this game. Presumably, move up in those uh, DraftKings MVP standings as well. <laughs> it, it's it's going to be one of those silly rushing games, and Jones isn't going to have to do anything. And uh, I, I I actually uh, I feel I feel pretty good about our chances to win. I know we are, we're six point uh, favorites. I think was the last I saw, um, which is. The first time this year, or did we have any favorite situations? Before? Yeah, we're, we're six. We're home, six point favorite. But again, we're playing a one and six team. So yeah, any other six and two team would probably be like a, a ten point favorite. Sure. Vegas but, knows their stuff. They're not yeah. going to uh, throw all their uh, all their eggs away. Eggs in one basket. I don't know what I'm. I don't know but what phrase. You couldn't ask for play, like you get a better setup coming out of bye. You know, a nice yeah way to Cush. ease back into. Uh, the rest of the season. Um, be You're, nice to uh, see. Yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. No, it would be nice to see all of our playmakers out in the field. 
making plays. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I think, you know, this is a really easy victory for the Giants, uh, probably <laughs> like tw- 2017. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, I think that that is probably what the score is going to be, something along those lines. It, it'll be a miracle if anyone breaks 30. I'm going to say the score is going to be Giants 20.4 points, Texans 16.6 points, because that's their av- their average for the season. <laughs> Do we have an over under on this game? Uh, I'm curiosity. sure it's forty. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be can't be more than forty. Yeah, I I don't know. It's uh, it's not going to be a pretty game. Thirty nine points. Jesus, <laughs> good guess. I'm going under. I'll, I'll I'll take the under. Yeah, me too. Uh, anything else tonight, guys? Oh, any other uh, NFL stuff going around that's that's interesting? Uh, Jeff Saturday is oh, the new coach of the Colts. Yeah, I, I I like that Whoa. actually. I didn't Frank even Wright's know. That, out? Yeah, Frank I didn't Wright even know he was out. on the organization. Huh? I had no idea either. I didn't. That reeks of Ursay just going crazy. That guy's. Insane. I think Frank Reg is a good coach. He is a still. good coach. <laughs> Jeff Bad Saturday. <laughs> okay. Um, you know. It's uh, always sad to see Tom Brady win. So that's. Uh... Oh, I watched yeah. the end of that game. What oh, I was, was going to text fire. everybody. I was like, Tom Brady sucks. And then they won. Yeah. He still sucks. Yeah. He which sucks. is great. Aaron Rodgers sucks. That makes that Giants winning that Packers game not a special <laughs> at this point. I mean, oh, boy, that brings me joy. It brings me so much joy. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anything else in the NFL that was interesting this week? I mean,. Uh, the Dolphins look really good. Yeah, I haven't seen a game of theirs in a while. I, I, Their I, offense is insane. Yeah. Well, that that Mike McDaniels is uh, or Daniels, whatever is McDaniels. Uh, yeah. He's a wild man, and he's smart as hell. And it's cool to see coaches that are are you know unorthodox and and willing to to open the playbook and and get video game weird with it kind of do some stuff so it's i think it's great for the league and the dolphins have been in the doldrums for entirely too too long hi riley riley can you say go giants (laughs) go giants Giants. there we go yeah teach them while they're young all right guys thanks for listening tonight uh delete twitter follow big blue united on facebook and instagram (laughs) Don't forget to download the DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN. And go Giants! Go Giants! (laughs) Yeah.